Hello and welcome to Talking Braves episode 16. I'm Luke Harden. And my name is David Waters. Welcome on in everyone. It's been a it's been a little while, but we're back. Five and days. We're fi- I mean, we haven't recorded since the Tyler Matzik episode. That was five days ago. Uh, and we recorded that Matzik uh, episode a little earlier than uh, we released it. It was two days, I believe, in between the two. So uh, it's good to be back. We're finally back on the uh, top 10 list this episode. We're going to be talking about the top 10 shortstops. So, yeah, Luke, I don't know about you, but I'm ready to get done with it. This these top 10 lists. Yeah, like, I, I just three want to more talk, after this. I just want to talk about baseball games, you know? Yeah, I'm and excited how guys to talk are doing. about just baseball games when we're actually playing games that actually matter. Not just we almost got no hit yesterday. Yeah, we, we, this. we had we were one out one pitch away from getting no hit. But like, basically, I mean, yeah. Took us eight training. It took us eight and two thirds of an inning uh, to get a hit until Philip Irvin, Sanford grad, shout out. <laughs> he broke up the no hitter with two outs in the ninth inning. Luckily, it wasn't the seventh in, or a seven inning game. So overall, oh yeah, everyone, just, literally everyone in that game just was terrible. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was awful like drew smiley couldn't but, pitch we brought in who else pitched that game it was like um, smiley luke, bryce luke wilson jackson came in ninth and luke jackson luke actually, jackson was our best pitcher yesterday that, that just goes to show how bad that game was <laughs> when tyler matzik last episode once again thank you to tyler for joining us when he said that he was the funniest teammate is that why we're paying him 1.9 million dollars a year Team Cause chemistry, funny? i guess i don't know I, I mean I'm I'm convinced. <laughs> and Tyler said nothing that, to do with his on the field ability. Everything to do with off his field ability. Yeah, Tyler nice. said uh, that he was expecting him to bounce back this year, and uh, you know that he was expecting good things out of Luke Jackson this year. I was like, yeah, me too. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I kind of lied there. <laughs> like I want to see him <laughs> gone. Like uh, bounce I back. Can't... When has he ever had a good year? I don't know. I mean, I guess he had an average in 2019. It wasn't bad, but every time you watch it, yeah, it was kind of bad. It wasn't horrible. I mean, his his whip was bad. I mean, his ERA might not have been bad, but his whip was awful. The guy got lucky. Facts. I mean, how many games in a row? Enough enough Luke Jackson bashing for the episode. I think we'll, we'll lay off Luke for maybe an episode. Maybe if uh, Braves had better owners. You know, we DFA could afford Liberty some better media. relievers. DFA Liberty Media. There we go. We're getting it out of the way early this episode. So we're going to jump right into it. Top 10 shortstops. Who went first last time? Because it's been a very long time since it's we've been, been one of these. It was what? It was a week, week and a half? Week? I don't even know how long it's been since we did a top 10. Rock, paper, scissors? <laughs> we could. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Before we jump into it, though. We have a quick word from our sponsor at Anchor. And we're back. We we did rock, paper, scissors in between our segments. So I won. Luke goes first this episode. So yeah. 
top 10 shortstops. Who is your number 10? My number 10 shortstop is our friend Dansby Swanson. Dansby. Are you biased? Well, he, he started off his career not being the best hitter. Really? He hit. 2017, he hit 232, 2018, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 232, 13 defensive runs saved in his in his five-year career so far. Very good defensively. I in in the future, I hope he can win a gold glove. I don't know if he'll ever get to that caliber of guys like Lindor and those guys like that, Simmons. But I think he's a very Good shortstop. I hope he can improve and really take a step forward with the Braves and really lengthen that Braves lineup in the next this year and then for years to come. So, Dancy Swanson at ten. My number ten. You've had a current friend. We have an old. I have an old friend. Antelton Simmons comes in at number ten for me. Uh, well, this guy when he was a Brave, this guy was just one of my favorite players to watch. I mean, this guy on defense, everyone knows that this guy is a defensive wizard. I mean, when he was with, back with the Braves, he was getting comparisons to Ozzie Smith. Uh, I haven't really heard that, that comparison since he left Atlanta. But honestly, he's not the best hitter, but defensively, he's easily the best. And uh, that alone should get him in the top 10 for me. Uh, but one thing about that I will say about his offense he does not strike out at all. Yeah. Um, in 647 plate appearances in 2017, struck out 67 times. 600 plate appearances in 2018, struck out only 44 times in 600 plate appearances. 2019, struck out only 37 times in 424 at-bats or plate appearances. And then last year, 427 plate appearances. Only 16 strikeouts last year. So, I mean, this guy gets the bat on the ball consistently. Uh, very hard guy to strike out. And, you know, this guy isn't going to wow you. He doesn't get that many extra base hits. But defense, his ability to put the ball in play, that alone gets him in the top 10 for me. Number nine, Luke, who you got? My number nine. Is A's shortstop Marcus Semyon. Blue Jays shortstop. Or sorry, sorry. Yes, he's with the Blue Jays now. I forgot. Yeah, I know you did. That's why I called you out. Marcus Semyon. 2020. I kind of looked past 2020 a little bit here. He hit 223, only had seven home runs. OPS plus of 91. Not just statistically not a good year. However, he came. Third in MVP voting in 2019, hit 285, 33 home runs, 139 OPS plus. He, he's got he's got pop in his bat. He's always had good pop in his bat. He's not really gonna hit a big time for average, 
and he he's getting get on base some. The on defense, the defensive side, he has six defensive runs saved, so very average, especially for a shortstop, not the best. But I like Marcus Semyon. I think he's borderline. The the this short shortstop list was crazy hard at the bottom to to figure out. I didn't know who I wanted to put in certain spots. It was hard because shortstop defense defense is a big thing, and I think especially for some of these guys at the top. So Marcus Semyon at my number nine. My number nine is White Sox shortstop, Tim Anderson. Now, Tim Anderson, he's not great defensively. He's uh, one of the worst defensive shortstops in the league. However, on offense, his 2019 season was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I mean, he's hit at least 17 home runs in every full season since 2017. Uh, last year only had 10, but that was only in 49 games. And then those 49 games, he still managed to lead the American League in runs scored with 45. Um, the last two years combined, let me get get a little into the stats for you. He's at 331 with an 871 OPS. That is insane. Um, for a shortstop, uh, obviously – it's maybe not compared to like the rest of these guys, but uh, the batting average alone should get him on here at OPS plus at last two years of one thirty two, um, just a phenomenal guy with a bat going to be a big part in that white Sox offense for years to come. So it's one hundred sixty two game average in the, those two years, uh, 27 home runs and 73 RBIs, 21 stole bases. So if he plays all 162 games, Potentially a 2020 candidate, maybe a 3020 candidate. Who knows? So, and and for his 162 game average is also 221 hits. So that's pretty darn good, in my opinion. So it's just a matter of whether he can stay on the field to me. So who do you, uh, so number eight for you? Who do you got? My number eight is also, or my number eight is Tim Anderson. Yours was number he's uh, number nine for you. Like you said, this guy mashes. One of the best guys of getting on or just batting average, just getting hits. Defense in 2017, he had a negative 22 DRS. He's in slightly improved since then. He had a decent, he had three defensive run saves in the 2020 season. Very, you know, not the, he, he's just, he's not going to wow you with this glove. But this guy at the top of the, the White Sox lineup, the guy mashes. He, he's a great, um, He's a great opposite guy to Abreu and Eloy in that lineup. That's a really good White Sox lineup. I think that that's my team that I think will win the the AL Central this year. He had he led the league in 2019, led with batting average in 2019 in the AL with 335, 18 bombs, had a 322 average this year also. So the guy just hits. He gets on base, has a had a 141 OPS plus in 2020, 128 in 2019. So the guy hits at the top of the White Sox lineup, and that's why he's my number eight. So my number eight had a bit of a down year last year, and I think he's definitely got to bounce back this year. 
um, was a second baseman for a while, but now he's now he's a shortstop in that Chicago Cubs lineup. I have Javi Baez at number my number eight spot. Um, now, honestly, Baez is obviously one of the he, he's a very fun player to watch. He, he's a two time all star. He's won a gold glove. He's he won a World Series ring. He, he's won a silver slugger. Um, and he's going to be free agent after this year. So that'll, that'll be interesting to see uh, where Javi Baez goes or if he stays in Chicago. I don't know. But for his career, he only has a 102 OPS plus. But his glove is pretty darn good. 38 defensive runs saved the last three years. A 514 slugging. But last year, it was he was bad. And uh, he, he, I mean, defensively, he still won a gold glove. But he had an OPS under 600, which is completely out of the ordinary for Javi Baez. That's not the type of player he is. He's entering his age 28 season. Um, in 2018, he led the National League with 111 RBIs. Came in second in the MVP voting. Uh, definitely excited guy to watch. But obviously last year, got to take into consideration a little bit. Not going to completely weigh him down for it. But he still comes in in my top 10 at number eight. Number seven, Luke, who you got? My number seven is Javi Baez. So very, very boring start, I would say. We have some of the same ones, but... No, you had Dansby out, Angleton. I mean, you might be a bit biased though, because of Dansby, but Dansby didn't. I I, I was a little biased, maybe. I'm not even gonna lie. I was a little biased. Obviously, if I were a lot more biased, he'd probably be in the top five, but he's not that good yet. Hey, 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 don't talk about Dansby like that. Yet, yet. I said yet, yet. But Baez, obviously, a bit not a good year in 2020. Um, but before that, he hit, I mean, he hit 281, 29 home runs in 2019, two-time All-Star, hit 290 with 100 level RBIs and 34 home runs in 2018. Was part of that 2016 Cubs team. He hit 273 with 14 bombs. Defensively, I love watching this guy play defensively. This guy is a defensive wizard. He's super flashy. And honestly, I, I love it. I love watching Javi Baez play. I mean – I, I still remember that tag of in the World Baseball Classic w, w, WBC when Yachty threw down and um he, he didn't even look he just tagged him and pointed and that was I mean that was that was he awesome. pointed was before so he cool. even caught the ball yeah <laughs> he has twenty five defensive runs saved you know very good defender obviously not he's up there with some of the best he's, he's his his batting average or his hitting ability has has dropped him on this list i would say he was a top five shortstop before the last few years but since has fallen off and i think he could potentially with a really good year jump back into my top five so he's my number seven my number seven we get at boston xander bogarts at number seven for me uh this guy is so underappreciated in my opinion uh, kind of gets lost in, with the Red Sox, but uh, I remember last year, Luke and I, Luke, me and another friend, we we're doing uh, top fifty players in baseball, and we we're just texting each other about it. And uh, this guy somehow didn't even make your top fifty, 
and we had a nice discussion about that but um okay you can i say something real quick what so xander bogarts is not on my top 10 list for this primarily reason he is a he is a really good hitter but he is so bad defensively dude this guy stinks defensively okay that's all i wanted to say go on his offensive his offense makes up for it i mean the fact that he came he's he's gotten mvp votes each of the last three years that should tell you a little something ops last three years 2018 to 2020 he has an OPS over 900, 907 OPS. But the reason why he's not higher is obviously the defense, as you said. 137 OPS plus the last three years. Uh, he's terrible with the glove, but his his offense does make up for it. I think he's one of the best. He's one of the best uh, offensive shortstops in the league. Uh, he had 52 doubles in 2019. He's Gets a, he's an extra base hit machine. Uh, he, he's just very consistent offensively, and uh, he's he came in fifth in the MVP, MVP voting in 2019. He's a two time All Star, three time Silver Slugger, and he's won two World Series rings. One one in a 20, I believe it was 2013. One in a 2018. I want to say right, but I think so. And he's one of the few guys from Aruba. So shout out Aruba, you know, how to do that. But the fact that you don't have Alexander Bogarts even in the top 10 is absurd. Sorry. I Listen, I wanted to put him in there. I really did. I well, went back you and put forth. Him, you no, could have put him at one point, Swanson. No, at yeah. one point I had him at seven. When I first initially, like when I was doing the baseline list, he was at my number seven. And I looked at his, I, I looked at his feeling sets. I was like, I mean, realistically, this guy's. I I think he should be a DH, but he's. I mean, he's the he's the sh- he best will shortstop be. they have. He will. He will. He be. will be a DH when Jeter Downs comes up. Yes, I I agree. I I just can't with that how bad of a glove he has. I can't put him on this list. He is in my honorable mentions. He's my first one of my honorable mentions. I just value defense a little bit more. Um, at sh- the shortstop position. And speaking of defense, my number six is Andrelton Simmons. Andrelton Simmons at number six. I know you had a weird reaction there. How'd you put Simmons above Baez? Because of his glove. But Baez has a great glove, too. He has a great and glove, gets but compared to Baez has been in the league one, eight years Simmons has been in the league seven or nine years. Sorry, Baez has twenty five oh. defensive runs saved. Anderson uh, Simmons one hundred and ten no. defensive runs saved. There, it's all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But I, I think this is. I know, like at some of the other positions, I didn't value defense as much at like first base. <laughs> I'm and, telling you. Like, this is the first time you value defense this much. <laughs> no, yeah, because it's. I mean, I value defense at third, a uh, more at first and second. I didn't value it as much at catcher. I mean, you gotta value it, but at the same time, like I, I, you know, 
Yeah, that's what it is. But 110 defensive runs, or no, 193. I'm looking at the wrong stat. 193 defensive runs saved in his nine-year career. That is absurd. The guy is a wizard with the glove. Offensively, you know, say what you want. He doesn't strike out. He's really improved. He hit 297 this year. With he doesn't he doesn't have a ton of pop in his bat, but he hit 297 this year. Only 30 games, but besides the point, he hit a 292 average in 2018 with the Angels. He's never been a bad hitter. He's just never been a good hitter. He has a 269 career batting average, a 91 OPS plus, which isn't the best. But, you know, the the defense, I can't – how much this guy does to save a game with his defense, I think that values him more than Javi Baez and other guys. So that's why he's at my number six. I was just I was just like looking at uh Andrew Oh and Simmons. also there's something about those guys in Curacao that their their defense is insane. Simmons, yeah, they're um Andrew, Andrew. Jones and then Ozzy Albies in, in the future. I think he'll be one of the best better defender. There's something going on. They're feeding something down there in Curacao with their defense. I don't know what it is, but their their the their gloves defensively is crazy. They're but, doing something yeah. right down there for sure. They are. But I just was looking up Angels and Simmons earlier. And uh, if you remember, he opted out last year. Did um, he really? Oh, you know, yeah, that's right. He opted out after like halfway through the season. I remember because he, he, he had some health issues. And no, it was depression, depression and depression, yeah, yeah, he developed severe depression too. So, yeah. Wow. So, I mean, performing that well when you're going through stuff like that. Yeah. Respect, gotta respect yeah. it. He's the top ten for stuff in my eyes, for sure. Yeah, he he definitely but is. Anyways, I had to throw that one in there. Um, but my oh wait, what number am I at? I just closed up my notes. Well, you're I'm number at, six. I'm at number six. Wait, was Simmons your number six? Simmons was my number six. Oh gosh, you ranked him that high. Wow, I did. Okay, my number six is uh. Probably my least favorite player in baseball. Um, I don't like this guy, uh, he, but he's a good player. Uh, Carlos Correa of the Houston Astros. I don't like talking about this guy, but he is a top 10 shortstop, as much as I hate to say. Um, say what you want about the cheating scandal. Um, I mean, they did cheat. But, like, listen, if if there wasn't a cheating scandal, this guy would be a top-five shortstop. So, you know, he's not a top-five shortstop anymore. Is it, is it bad that I left him off the list because of th- that exactly? I didn't want to put him on the list, so I didn't. Is it bad? Is that bad? Yeah, that's bad. <laughs> it had nothing to do with his stats. It just had to do with him. <laughs> I, I have a, I have with a glove. I mean, with a glove, he's, fant- he's, he's pretty good. He's not like Baez or Simmons, he's not as good. Uh, he he did. He's only been an all-star one time. He's won rookie of the year. And he won a quote-unquote World Series ring, if you want to call it that. Um, sh- trash probably can, shouldn't have trash that. Trash can banging trophy. 
Yeah, he just uh, cut out the bottom of the trash can and just made that giant ring. <laughs> that's what they should. That, that's what that that should be what it is. But um, with the bat, he's he's actually like not as good as I had thought. But um, it, I will say this: in the postseason, he's phenomenal. Just. I, th- I, I think why. he's had three walk-off home runs in his postseason career, which is like, I don't, I, I don't, I, that's one of the uh, most of all time. Always it's close to it. I'm pretty sure. And he's still, how old is he? He is 27, I think. 26 years old. No, I was close. Turns 27 in September. Now, yeah. The fact that he has he's close to a postseason record and he's only 26. That's crazy to me. But he sucks because I hate him. He's his attitude is terrible. I mean, when Joe Kelly threw an off speed pitch above his head, I mean everyone's seen that clip. He just stared out, out at Joe Kelly like it was an 102 mile hour fastball. He was like, come on, man. It was just, it's a slider. It's, it happens. I mean, ugh. And, and the guy's literally like coming after the media after the old cheating scandal came out. He was just like, I don't, I, I don't know. The, the way the Astros players handled it. Gosh, I hate it. It was bad. But Correa was the worst. Bad. I mean, when he was talking with Ken Rosenthal, oh my gosh. He, he said, uh, shut the up. I'm not going to say that because this is a family-friendly podcast. But <laughs> um, he, he d- definitely disagreed that uh, Altuve took the MVP award away from Aaron Judge, even though Aaron Judge didn't know what was coming. But Jose Altuve did, and Jose Altuve barely won the MVP award when he was I, cheating. Give, give the MVP to Aaron Judge ASAP. ASAP, please. We're begging you. He deserves it. He deserved it. Anyways. Anyways. My number. Wait. Oh, no, it's your turn. Sorry. Yeah, it's mine. It's my number five. Five. My number five is Corey Seager. Corey Kyle Seager. Seager. Wow. Kyle Seager. Did you change He's... positions? Corey Seager. Very average defensively, two defensive runs saved. But the reason he's on this list is because of what he can do with the bat. The guy mashes. He's has a 295 career batting average, 129 OPS plus in his career. Had a 152 career op- or 152 OPS plus in 2020 in 52 games. This guy in the playoffs this year, he obviously won the NLCS MVP and he won the World Series MVP, the guy mashes. He he's he's so so good with the bat. One of the best. I mean, he's got one of the. I think he's got one of the better the better swings in the league. I love watching him swing the bat. Very, you know, he he always chokes up on the bat, which I think is interesting. I mean, not something you see too often. You don't even see guys some of these guys choking up with two strikes anymore. This man's choked up halfway on the bat with no strikes on him. This guy mashes. He had led the league in 2019 with 44 doubles. Very, he's actually not as big of a power threat 
um, in the last few years that I thought. He did have 15 this year, but he only had 19 in 2019. He had 22 in 2017. Yes, I know. He's been he hurt, been hurt. He has been hurt. He had 26 in 2016. He's a two-time All-Star. And, I mean, the guy the guy hits, and he's really good. And he's the reason. That's the reason he's at my number five. So, Yeah, my number five is also Corey Seager. So, basically, whatever you just said, I repeat it. And uh, two-time <laughs> Silver Slugger, two, two-time All-Star. Um, just absolutely so clutch in the playoffs this year. Dimash is average defensively, basically literally what you just said. 152 OPS plus last year as well in 2020. So I had to point that out. 152. That's that's pretty incredible. But hit 15 bombs in only 52 games. So that's pretty good. Got some MVP votes last year. He came in ninth, came in third in 2016. When he also won rookie of the year. So that's all I'm gonna say about Corey Seeker, because you said it all. So, anyways, you're number four. At my number four, in my opinion, the most underrated player in baseball. He's a pest to the Braves. Trey uh, Turner at number four. What was that reaction? I don't want to have the same list in top five. Oh. <laughs> like, oh. The last few years, he's not been as great defensively. In the last two years, he has negative 17 DRS, negative 14 in his career. But when he began his career, he was not – he was pretty good defensively He's since, you know, it's not it's not been as great. But this guy at the top of the, the Nationals lineup, he's a pest. Every time he plays the Braves, this guy gets, like, at least three hits. Much like Jeff McNeil of the Mets when we play the Mets – we can't get these guys out. This guy gets at least two, three hits a game minimum against us. True. He had a 335 average this year with 12 home runs. In a career batting average of 296, 115 OPS plus, and he's super fast. He led the league in stolen bases in 2018, had 46 in 2017, 35 in 2019, 12 this year. He's. I think he's the most underrated player in baseball. That's my opinion. Obviously, I don't think he gets enough national attention. He's really good, and Trey Turner at my number four. At some point, I think we have to do top ten underrated players, but we could do that like after this year or like after the twenty twenty one season because I feel like Trey Turner is starting to get the love he deserves. You know. Uh, yeah, some of these I think over players. the last in, in recent, like the last you know few months, I think was he, mm-hmm. I think he was like second or third in MVP voting this year, wasn't he? In twenty twenty, or Turner? am I wrong there? Hang on, he was he came in seventh. Seventh? Oh, mm-hmm. I thought he was higher than that. Anyways, but anyways, uh, Trey Turner is also my number four. Uh, I hope we don't have the same top five, but we might. I, I don't know. I, I'm interested to see where you put. Um, oh, you know, we, 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 oh, we I, didn't make my top 10. Anyways, so. Oh, for real? <laughs> so, Trey Turner, he is, this is kind of surprising. He's never hit over 20 home runs in a season. I know, like, you know, you shouldn't really factor in home runs too much because this guy, he just gets on base a lot. 
um, last five years from 2016 to 2020, uh, 162 game average, 10 triples as well, a 24 home runs, even though he's never at 20 home runs in the season, 54 stolen bases per 162 games. Um, it's just, I feel like the Nationals get, it's either he hits the DL or he's getting a bunch of off days or not, not DL, sorry, IL. I'm sorry. Forget it's called the IL now. I, I still struggle with that. Yeah. I really feel like I'm always going to struggle with that. Yeah. I'm just going to start saying they're injured. I'm not even going to say anything. Just be like, Wait, Yo, do, do you say talking, do you say talking Braves in our intro? I did. Okay, good. I feel like I'm gonna forget that. Too. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna forget it. <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. I promise. They're gonna be like, wait, this isn't this isn't tomahawk talk anymore. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, it's gonna happen someday. So please don't like cancel me. Please don't. Also, I want to just point this out real quick. He he's never been an all star in his. Six gear career. It, really? He's never been in the All Star game. He would have been in the All Star game this year if we had it. If it was oh, yeah, that, if sure. that was a thing. Obviously if that it was, was a not thing. a thing. Uh I wish they has- had I wish they had just done like a like a team like at the end of the year, just like an all star team. Then because like I mean eventually you have to give like an I mean, I guess they had this mm-hmm. end of the season awards, but like at the same time, I don't know. Yeah, like Mike Trout, I think he's been also like the last eight years. I mean, there's just gonna be that one year in the middle where he's not an all-star and people are gonna be like, what the heck happened? And it was like pandemic. <laughs> and we're just like that's so lame. Yeah. That's so lame. Like I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, Turner's a stud. Um but not he's not great defensively. He's actually a little below average there, but um guy does kill the brace, I'll give you I'll tell you that. I will yep. agree with you there. So Turner's my number four, so I'm interested. To top three. Who is At it? Number three, number three we have MLB the Show cover athlete Fernando Tatis Jr. And judging by that reaction, I want to say you also have him at three. I said he didn't make top, my top ten. Sorry. Oh, bad. This is a guy in 2019 came in third in rookie of the year, hit 317. 22 home runs, one 154 OPS plus. He has 154 OPS plus in his first two years of his career. Say what you want. This guy's only played 143 games, but the guy is fun to watch. He, he's going to be one of the best players, if not the best player in the major leagues for the next 10 years, probably. He actually only has a negative one DRS, but obviously he's only played 143 games. He's he's so much fun to watch defensively. He's really good. The guy oh is he runs from the guy runs <laughs> from actually, shortstop to wait, right wait, field and makes wait, a lump, play. Can I, can, can I get this straight Sorry. real quick? You put this guy at number three, and you say he's really good. No way. No, I think he's bad actually. <laughs> oh okay. He does need to cut down on the strikeouts a little bit, but I mean, then again, sort of like all these players coming up, they all strikeout nowadays that's how the game's moving so you know can we really use strikeouts as a stat anymore i don't know yes i mean it's always gonna be a stat it's always gonna be stat obviously but he came in fourth in the mvp voting this year 
hit 277 with 17 home runs. He, he started struggling towards the end of the year, which is part of the reason he, I think he was probably at some point he was either leading or number two behind Freddie for the MVP voting, it, like in the first like 30 games of the year. But then Freddie turned into Walled him. Freddie. I mean, Freddie's yeah. just Freddie. And Freddy. this guy's, I mean, I, well, I'm i interested to see when he, now that he's going to play a hundred full 162 game season, how he does, if he can stay healthy, obviously. But Fernando Tatis at my number three. My number three, Luke, is not MLB the show cover. I have Francisco Lindor at my number three. Oh, okay. So, Lindor, honestly, as much as I love the guy, he's a Met now. And just because he's on the Mets now, that dropped him down a spot. He was my number two, but he was my, was my number two when I first drafted the list. But he's a Met now, and I can't put a Met top two. Heck no, it's not unless unless it's Jacob Degrom because he you gotta put some respect on Jacob Degrom's name, best pitcher in baseball by far. It's yep. not even close. It's not, it's not Garrett Cole, and no, it's not Chris Sale. I know we're going to address someone a bit later who thinks Shut that up. Chris Sale is. I don't want to say his name. We're not going to do it yet. We're not going to do it now. We're not going to do it now. Okay. We'll bash him later in the episode. <laughs> oh, I'm, I can't wait for this. Anyways, <laughs> we're it's going to get a little heated later on, but it's not going to be between us. We're, we're just going to address what this guy this this guy's ridiculous claims are. It's 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 ridiculous. So please, like, just like keep listening. You won't re- you will not regret it. This is this. I have been looking forward to talk about something more on this podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think I. Yeah, have. he's been uh, waiting for this for like. The, since the beginning of the podcast basically yeah <laughs> i mean because i mean we have addressed this guy's stuff a couple of times before because never mentioned his name yeah i mean i don't know if we should mention his name yet but i mean if you all have been checking with my braves news one-on-one stories i've shared one of his posts one uh, one time and uh it was kind of a ridiculous thing and like literally like 50 of y'all went over there and just bashed him in the comments. And I love that. I love y'all for that. That was fantastic. It was awesome. Like literally I could just put something in my story and I could just send an army. That's fantastic. Army of Braves fans. And this guy actually hates Braves fans now, but yeah, Francisco Lindor is my number three. Um, I mean, what can you say? This guy is all around a, a fantastic player. Um, defense phenomenal. Uh, Offense phenomenal. Uh, he hit 38 bombs in 2018. Thir- he's hit at least 32 in each of the last three full seasons. Obviously, last year he did not hit 30 bombs. No one did. He had eight last year, but a little bit of a down year. He only hit 258 with a 750 OPS. That's not the kind of player he is. But his OPS, even the only reason why his stats are this elevated is because he does play basically every day. Um, but so if you're looking at it from like an offensive standpoint, Xander Bogarts has an IRO, he has a higher OPS and uh, all that, but his glove is phenomenal. That's one thing that you cannot take away from uh, Lindor. He is not quite like Angelton Simmons. Angelton Simmons is by far the best. And I don't will, think anybody's any, and nobody's Angelton Simmons, at least currently, no. nobody's, nobody's on that level. No chance. 
but I want to root for Lindor. He's such a great player, but now he's a Met. I, I could root for Lindor all I wanted to since he came up in 2015 as a 21-year-old, but, like, he's a Met now. It, it, it's now we're going to have to hate him for a long time because he's probably going to sign an extension here in the next two weeks. Dang it, Steve Cohen. Like, I wish a billionaire who cares about the team could just buy the team and just spend money on the team to help us win a World Series championship. But what do the Braves know about that? Dang it, Liberty Media. DFA Liberty Media. DFA Liberty Media. Absolutely. Thank you, Jordan Rager, for that. That should have been my senior quote last year. DFA Liberty Media. But didn't really think about it at that point. I don't even remember what my senior quote was. (laughs) I'm going to be honest. I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't DFA Liberty Media, but it should have been. But yeah, Lindor's my number three. So, Luke, you're number two. I assume it's uh, um, what's his name? Jorge Polanco. No, it's Nick Ahmed. Like I told you before the podcast. No, you no, it's Miguel Rojas. Oh yeah, you're right. Well, it, they could go either way. I think Miguel Rojas and Nick Ahmed are one and two. Didi Gregorius. Didi Gregorius is. <laughs> did he even make your top ten? Didi did not make he was yes he indeed was him and anyways my number two <laughs> is Trevor Story Trevor Story career 277 batting average 114 OPS plus the guy hits bombs I mean this guy hits some of the furthest I mean granted he plays at Coors Field but I don't take that away from how far he can hit a baseball the guy can send a baseball to the moon. He's got insane power. That's impossible. (laughs) I hate you. Anyways, defensively, really good. One of the best defenders in baseball. I think this guy's, I, I don't think, I think this guy gets national attention, but not enough. I would say now that Arenado's with the Cardinals, I'm interested to see, he is their franchise now, probably going forward, even though he's 28, I think. I don't know what the Rockies are doing anymore, but, I mean, Trevor Story at my number two. Okay. That's about my it. number two is Fernando Tatis Jr. I am so high on Tatis, and I know everyone is. But I don't know if there's many card collectors out there, but like I I had a I have a Fernando Tatis Jr. rookie card. I got off eBay for like 10 bucks. Now it's worth like a hundred, it's worth like anywhere between like 70 and 100 bucks. And like that's that was a pretty good deal for me. So I'm not a big baseball, I'm not a huge baseball card guy. The hobby is like really expensive, but you know. That's one thing I'm not going to regret because that thing is like, it's going to be worth quite a bit one day. So um, I'm going to keep it, hopefully keep it for a while because I don't need the money now, but it's it's worth quite a bit. But I'm going to be honest, Tatis, this guy is on the show, it'll be the show cover for a reason. Um, Just, he came up in 2019 Came in third in the rookie of the year voting in 2018 as a 20. Did he come up as a 
yeah, as a 20 year old. And uh, it's 22 bombs in only 84 games. <laughs> I mean, that's um, absolutely unheard of. Um, like 84 games, 20, 22 bombs in your first season. Uh, came in third in the MVP vote or, or rookie of the year voting. I'm not, fourth in the MVP voting in 2020. Won its first Silver Slugger as a 21 year old. It's OPS for his career, 956. <laughs> There's nothing this guy can't do. This guy is a five tool player without a doubt. Um, that's why I'm I'm not saying Lindor isn't. I just think Tatis. I just what's there not to like about Tatis? Yeah, you can't like. I feel like Tatis is a guy you just you you. He's such an enjoyable player to watch. He's so much fun to watch. The OPS the OPS was the main reason. OP and OPS plus was the main reason I put Tatis above Lindor. I know, and I know it's a kind of a small sample size, but this guy's only 21 years old. He's only going to get better. And that's just insane to me. I'm just. I think once I get him, I, once I see him in 162 game season, I think next year he'll be my number mm-hmm. one. I don't think the biggest question for me, what is this guy's ceiling? What is this guy actually capable of doing? <laughs> oh, this no, guy is. This, I mean, obviously the strikeouts, a bit of an issue. Once uh, two game average, 194 strikeouts. He's got to cut down on that. I, and I know Acuna does too, but like he's so young and he's got so much talent. I and mean, there's nothing Tatis cannot do. Except there, there's actually one thing he cannot do. That is surpass my number one. But well, your number one's first. So number one. Is Francisco Lindor? Sadly, I cannot like Francisco Lindor anymore. Dang you, Mets! Anyways, stupid Mets. Four-time All-Star with the Cleveland Indians, a two eighty-five career batting average, one seventeen OPS plus. Whoops, sorry, my stats got yeeted from me. Anyways, yeah, like That's I said, four-time. <laughs> Four time All Star came second in the Rookie of the Year voting in 2015. He's won two Silver Sluggers, two Gold Gloves. This guy's really good defensively 44 defensive runs saved in his career, 13 in 2018, nine in 2019. He's just, he's a fun player to watch. There's a reason you call, you call they call him Mr. Smile. I, I love watching this guy play, but sadly, I don't want to see him play well when he plays the Braves. So, Mm-mm. Francisco Lindor is my number one shortstop in baseball, in my opinion. My number one shortstop is Trevor Story. He's just a five-tool player. I mean, it was else is there to say? And he's done it for ever since he came up. He came up was fourth in the rookie year voting in 2016. Obviously, playing in Colorado helps. And obviously having protection behind him or in front of him. I don't even know what the Rockies lineup with Arenado definitely helped him out. I'll give I'll I'll say that. But without Arenado, I still think he's gonna be a phenomenal player with the Rockies. Um one issue with him, he does strike out a lot, but then again, who doesn't strike out a lot? Besides Simmons. I mean Simmons is like the only guy who doesn't strike out a lot a lot in baseball. But his Career OPS is approaching 900 at 877. Um, a little bit of a down year in 2017 kind of is holding him back a little bit. But um, once again, there's nothing 
this Trevor Story can't do. He runs well. He feels well. He hits absolute bombs. He can hit a ball 500 feet. I know it's at cores, but still 500 feet. That's crazy. Um, crew OPS plus of only 114, but the glove, the speed, everything about him. He's a very fun guy to watch. Um, and he stays on the field. He doesn't hit the aisle very much. He's uh, very durable. And uh, I believe that he is the number one shortstop in baseball that I feel like you could definitely make an argument for Lindor. I could definitely see that. Um, and obviously Tatis, I feel like depending on what happens next year, I think Tatis is going to be the number one shortstop in baseball. And yep. next year at this point next year, obviously we got to see a orange 62 game season uh, from Tatis before we rank him any higher than how we have. I mean, he's still your number three, my number two. And that's insane considering he hasn't even played a full season yet. But that's yeah. just how good he is. I mean, well, what else can you say? But uh, Trevor Story is my number one. It would be interesting to see him outside of Colorado, in my opinion. And I know yeah. I, I ranked Arenado at, at number six in my top 10 third baseman because he's not going to be playing at Coors Field anymore. And I feel like he's going to re- regress quite a bit. I think I still think he'll do really good, but, you know, I think Trevor Story, given everything, he Trevor Story also hits on the road. So, like, what doesn't concern me too much. So, Story's my number one. So, honorable mentions. I'll let you go first. My honorable mentions are Didi Gregorius, Xander Bogarts, Alberto Mondesi, Bobichet, Mondesi, Carlos Correa, Gleyber Torres, Paul DeYoung, and Elvis. Andrews. Did you say Bichette? Yes. Okay, you did. Miguel Rojas. I have Bichette. Miguel Rojas. Gleyber Torres of the Yankees. He's a shortstop now. Uh, Marcus Simeon of the Blue Jays. Gregorius of the Phillies. Nick Almond of the Diamondbacks. Paul DeYoung of the Cardinals. Rory Polanco, I believe he's sold the Twins. And, of course, you can't have a, an honorable mention list without our boy, Dansby Swanson, but if we're basing this off of looks, Dansby Swanson by far number one. Dansby number one. Hundred. Hundred. Easy. Do not say Corey Seeker either. <laughs> we had a debate in one of our live streams about Corey Seeker and his looks. <laughs> I don't know. Don't worry about it. That, hey, if y'all haven't checked out, our YouTube channel, that's in the description. Please go check it out. Please go subscribe. Yeah. We're, we're, we're not almost at 25. Are we not at 25, 25 yet? Subscribers. I don't think I'm, so. I'm disappointed. Someone subscribe. Get us to 25. Also, I cannot go. Oh, no. We're at 26. We're at 26. So get us to 30. Give us, get us to 30. But real quick. Before we get into everything else, I do want to wish a very happy birthday to my dad. He turns the uh, incredible age of 70 today, 70 years old. Jackie's uh, 53. Happy birthday. Happy birthday, Mike. Papa Waters. Happy birthday, Mike. No, it's just called Padre. Padre? Yeah, of course. Happy birthday, Padre. (laughs) Happy birthday, Padre. 
Got to say that. Mr. Padre? You do, you do listen hey, to the shout podcast. Out Tony Gwynn. Shout out Tony Gwynn. Mr. Padre. But I remember asking my dad, who's the best hitter you've ever seen? He, he's always going to go with Pete Rose. So good old Pete. Get him in the hall. Get him in there. All right. Peace up. And also, my mom's birthday was two days ago. So happy birthday, mom, as well. Happy birthday. So I know both my parents' birthdays this week. So got to wish Crazy. them a happy birthday. So I know, very busy. That's why I went home last weekend to celebrate them. And uh, I surprised my dad for Sunday brunch. And uh, we ate right down the road from, uh, what was it called? Smoke Jack, the restaurant that uh, Tyler Matzik oh, recommended. Really? It was like right down the road from there. But I know. Shout out to Smoke Jack. This episode is not. I need to check is, out. I know. I do too. This episode is brought to you by Smoke Jack Barbecue and Alfredo. Go check them out. Just kidding. It's not sponsored, but do check it out. I want, I'm actually going to check it out sometime. I, I love uh-huh. barbecue. So, like, you know, you, oh, me I, too. I gotta, I, I'm going to, we're going to have to go check it out when we go back eventually. Yes. I love you some know, good barbecue. After we go, barbecue. we go to Top Golf, that's kind of a tradition thing when we're back at home. Half price yeah. Tuesdays. And then afterwards, uh, we just normally we like go get some fast food or something together. But like, smoke jack barbecue. Oh, I could go for some yeah. barbecue after top golf. Come on, there's a top golf in Alfreda too. So like, that's it's right down the road. So, anyways, um, <laughs> this is the moment I've been waiting for. And Luke, I know you, you've gotten kind of gotten involved too. We want to discuss this Instagram account. <laughs> Um, <laughs> where do we even begin? Um, we he talked about we can start, a bit. start there. We talked about this guy, uh, what this guy has said in the past. He was the guy who claimed that the Braves weren't even a 90 win team this year. Let's just start off with that, but that's bogus. Uh, rotations do for a, a regression, even though we literally had two guys last year. I mean. I don't know how a rotation could have gotten worse, dude. <laughs> I know. Like, what? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. And then I, I guess Max he's Freed betting on the fact that Max Fried won't have as good a year this year, even though he had a great first start of his spring today. And, what, and wasn't Max Fried, didn't he have an IL stint last year? I think it was out for like, Max? Couple, like a week. I think, yeah, he was out for like a week or two with like, uh, I don't know what he did. I don't even remember. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I actually talked to this guy via DM, and I, I literally screenshotted it all, sent to a Braves group chat, and now this guy literally hates all Braves fans. And uh, the reason why I haven't even blocked this guy yet, first of all, because it's hilarious. This guy is, oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. He's terrible. He does not know baseball, even though he claims to be, he claims to have known everything. It comes to know everything. So um, I don't even remember what the story said. Uh, I think someone asked him, and like, you know, know on Instagram how you see these things, like ask me a question or whatever, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think someone asked him about the Braves lineup, and he said, uh, not, a, not a top five lineup or not a top ten lineup. I don't even know what he said. So let me just tell – Tell you all what I said. Uh, didn't I send this stuff to you, Luke? To <laughs> oh, I I said- yes, you did. You want to read like you want to read some of this? 
Um, Can let you me pull it up real up. quick. <laughs> what did you send it on text or did you send it on Instagram? I think I sent it on Instagram. Was it on Instagram? Oh yeah, you did. yeah. I, I got was him. on Instagram. <laughs> oh, you all right? Yeah, sorry, I'm just dying over here. You know, there's a pandemic going on. What? There's a pandemic going on. You know that? Oh, for real? Luckily, it's going away. Also, did you see that the Texas Rangers are going to have full I did. capacity? That's Doesn't crazy. Mean they're going to fill. I, well, actually, I don't know. I say they're not going to fill it up. I mean, brand new stadium. I mean, people want to go to it. So <laughs> hey, worth a shot, I guess. I Listen, mean- I if if I am a hundred percent on board with wearing a mask if that means getting people into baseball games. I'm all for it, dude. Just to have fans get, get fans in the stadium. I'm all on board. I don't care how it has to happen. Just get people in the stadium, mm-hmm. dude. I don't care how it happens. So, anyways, uh, back to the Braves not being a top. I think he said top five lineup or top ten lineup. I don't remember. I can't see stories after they expire or whatever. So, uh, I said four silver slugger winners last year. Swanson and Albies are trending in the right direction. Besides third base and center field, there are no noticeable. Oh shoot! I, I like I meant to say holes in the lineup, but I I didn't. I just realized I had a typo. I didn't even finish that sentence. I didn't even finish that sentence. I, I don't know why I just made that plural. But we have third base depth with Austin Riley, Yohan Camargo, Jake Lamb, Pablo Sandoval. There's more depth than you realize. Braves are better than the Mets unless they are able to prove otherwise. Is that that's that that last statement? Until the Mets can prove that they are a better team than the Atlanta Braves. Yes. And this is where the it all Braves starts are right going here. to be better. And we're not basing this off of predictions. This is ex- like, I feel like he is just doing way too much stuff on just projections. Like, trying yeah. to, like, it's going to be very, it doesn't even matter until the games are actually played on the field. And this is where it starts. The Mets have not proven anything. They're always like hyped up, like, they're yes. going to win the division. When was the last time the Braves were even projected to win the division? Like, never? Like, maybe like, like 10 years ago? 2010? 2011? <laughs> I don't, I don't even remember. The last time the Braves... No, actually, the last, no, the they've won it the last three years, but yet they still... Something about... I don't know what it is, but somehow it's always the Mets that are projected mm-hmm. to win the division. And that was without Lindor. And that was without Carlos Carrasco. Yeah, that was... Listen, I think they made some good... I, I think they're going to be a really good team. I think they'll make the playoffs... Don't get yeah, me wrong. The, sure. the Mets are a good team. They are a really good okay. team. But what have the Braves done that doesn't mm-hmm. make them a better team? They added Charlie Morton, who was mm-hmm. pumping on Sunday against the mm-hmm. the Rays. He was he was or I don't know maybe it was the Rays. I don't know who they played. He was pumping it. Mm-hmm. He looked really good to be a. He's what I project. He'll probably be our three starting starter behind Mike Soroka and Max Freed. He. We added him. We brought back Ozuna. We brought we we brought in Smiley, who you know, depending on what happens, I I don't know. We bring back Mike Soroka this year, who we didn't have that second half of the season or in the playoffs. I I don't understand how you can say that this team isn't a top five team in baseball behind with the along with the Dodgers, the Padres. Than us, the Yankees. Yeah, I, I get it. The Dodgers are the best team in baseball. 
we're not better yes. than the Dodgers. And I think the Padres are also a little better. I, I'm not saying that the Braves are for sure going to win the division. I, I can definitely see the Mets being a big-time threat. I think this race is going to be very close. But what this guy has said for weeks now, maybe even months, is that the Mets are going to run away with the division and it's not even going to be close. That's basically what this guy is saying. And he didn't like explicitly say that, but like, wait for his, I'm, I'm just waiting for him to do his season predictions. We're going to have an episode on it at some point. But uh, this guy uh, responded to that thing with after the four Silver Slugger awards. And, you know, Braves are better than the Mets unless they prove otherwise. He said, Silver Slugger awards, laughing emoji. I mean, that wasn't. Don't even get me started about what this guy said about Freddie Freeman, dude. Like, oh yeah, oh yeah. That's next. You want you want to read the next part? Yeah, I got it. (laughs) Okay, I know this wasn't like this wasn't. These aren't your words; they're mine. But I'm giving you permission because this is. Yes, we're both doing this podcast, so. So you said your turn. Three MVP candidates: Freeman, Ozuna, Acuna. Is that and that's fair? That's fair, right? Yes, that's 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 very fair. He, you notice how you didn't say. They were all three. They they are candidates. Nobody said they were gonna be like win the MVP. Like I mean, nobody said anything. Yeah, they are candidates. candidates. There's a difference between a candidate and a front runner and a winner. Yeah. Nobody said exactly. It. And and so, anyways, you said I don't get how it's not stacked, especially when you have above average hitters like Darno and Albies. Swanson's getting there. I don't I don't get how you don't. Don't see how well this offense is built. Sure, the Mets have a better rotation, but I'd take this lineup over the Mets any day. Amen. Yes, it's like I am pre- preaching straight facts. Okay, and uh, he, he comes back. Ozuna MVP candidate. I'm so sure. First off, what does that even it, mean? I don't even know what that like. Does that just mean like he? he that's he's sarcastic. Clearly. I guess, yeah, he's being like, yeah. oh, yeah. It's, it's, and then you know, he goes it. on to say, also, Freeman isn't winning MVP in a non-60 game season because he's a first baseman. Um, <laughs> what are you okay. talking about? This, this made me laugh because of how stupid it sounded. That's the dumbest claim I've ever heard in my life. We literally asked you. Bro, I know. Man's just season. making up. Man's just making up things to say. He's like, "Oh, he's a first baseman." So, he, what does that even mean? He's a first Joey baseman. Joey won MVP in twenty. He's the best the first league. baseman I mean, in the league was... and the best defensive. He, he literally is the best defensive first baseman. He, he's one. Of, I think. He, I mean, in the last, you know, ye- few years, he's he's by far better than anybody. Hmm. So I go on to say, uh, I was. Oh, sorry, I was responding to the uh, it was an MVP candidate. I'm so sure. Crap. Um, I said baseball writers don't care about defense because they don't. They're the one who vote on these awards. Uh, when you lead the league in two of the three triple crown categories, you're you're gonna get votes. Having bi- having bias because Freeman's a first baseman is not a legit argument either, as everyone agrees that Votto was MVP in 2010, and that was well deserved. If Freeman can keep it up, he's easily a top 10 player in baseball. I think he's still better than Acuna. He's more valuable. His defense is there. Yes. His, I mean, and he's been there longer, and he's just so consistent. So Freeman, top 10 player in baseball? I think so. He's been doing it since 2011. 
that's 10 years in the major leagues of just dominating. And he's battled injuries through it. And he's even he's persevering through these injuries and he's still winning awards. He's still being selected for all-star games. I know we didn't have it last year, but and Freeman's showing no signs of slowing down. The fact that he's won't win an MVP again because he's a first baseman. Come on. Like that's 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 just dumb. Okay. He goes on to say, if baseball writers don't care about defense, then that the, then doesn't that devalue the writer's opinion and the award? Okay. I mean that's kind of a legitimate question. I'll give him, I'll give him that. I, I came back and said slightly, which it it does. It does devalue the MVP award and all that a little bit, but it's not like a game changer, you know? He said, dude, Jose Abreu won MVP. Verlander won Cy Young over... Okay, this guy brings up Cy Young. I didn't even, like... I didn't (laughs) even even bring up anything about pitching. I literally didn't even talk about Cy Young. Because, like, literally... I know Mike Soroka, he's not going to win a Cy Young. Max Freed, he's not going to win a Cy Young. There are better guys. There are better candidates. But overall, the Braves have a very solid rotation. And they have a lot of depth. So that's, that's kind of our strength when it comes to the rotation. But Verlander won Scion over Cole in 2019 after Cole led in every stat besides win losses. Awards simply don't matter. I mean, all right, if awards don't matter, then what's the point in awards? Like, so, like, are we just saying, like, awards don't matter? So, like, the the MVP trophy or the, like, the, well, so your show he just that that just doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's an award. Does that not matter? I don't know. I don't know. So I said, like, did the Dodgers really win the World Series mm-hmm. this year? I don't know. Okay. So I said awards do not take away from the talent of a player. MVP awards and Silver Slugger awards, they acknowledge pl- players who performed at the highest caliber each year. The stats are there. The talent is there. And until the Mets can prove that they're a winner, I don't see. What else? What more you need to see from the Braves? Like, what else do you need to see from that lineup? They were phenomenal last year. They were phenomenal in 2019. 2018, we were great. And the one thing that this guy keeps saying is that we over, I think we overperformed or something. What does that even mean? Like, we overperformed. I mean, I get underperforming. I, I I've heard that one a lot, but overperform. We overperformed, like like for three like years. We, for three years, we, this we, team we just, is we just, ma- we just magically are. somehow won the division three straight years. Just like, oh look, we won the division. Like, oh did the did the did the Dodgers just somehow randomly win eight straight NL West titles? I mean, I don't know. Whatever. So. Also, that top four in the lineup is arguably one of the best in baseball. Just pointing that out, too. Also, oh, that's also what I said to this guy. That core. Top four in the lineup. You got Acuna, possibly the best leadoff hitter in baseball. Followed by Ozzy Albies, who's... I'll admit he is very inconsistent. But if he's batting against a left-handed pitcher, you don't want to face this guy when he's batting right-handed. Left, I feel like... He, 
as much as I love having a switch here in the lineup, I think Ozzy should be just a one percent right-handed hitter because he's just he just rakes from the right-handed side. I I, I don't from the left-hand side he's not the same player. Um, but then followed by Freeman, MVP award winner, and Ozuna who led the league in two of the three triple crown categories last year. I mean, huh. and then talk about like Dansby Swanson keeps getting better. Pache, he's a stud offensively. Not great. We all know, we all know he's not great uh, it, offensively, listen, but he'll Pache get better. Can, he will get better. Yeah. He will get better. If okay. Pache at the eight hole can just hit like 250, 260 with a few bombs and play defense, mm-hmm. th- that'll, that'll, put like It'll help. his value as a defender is is crazy it's much like kevin kiermeyer of the race like uh-huh. his defense outshines his offense like you know even i mean but even in in the nlcs he had timely hits it's not like he's mm-hmm. he's like the worst hitter ever he can mm-hmm. get hits he's obviously not at the same level as some of these other mm-hmm. guys these other prospects but there was there's a reason he's a top player. It wasn't because of his bat. It was because of his defense. Uh, and Travis Darno as well. I mean, do you, does this guy just not believe in Travis Darno? I mean, this guy's in love with Tyler Flowers for some reason. I think he ranked him as like the 12th best catcher in baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, dude. I don't even think Tyler you... Flowers does. Just does, does, Tyler Flowers is like not even a top 100 catcher. Exactly. I mean. Say what you want about like him being a good defensive catcher. The stats don't do him justice, first of all. Because um, I think his framing, he's pretty good, but the guy can't even catch a baseball. He like, then he set like, it was at least close to a major league record in pass balls in 2019. I mean, the guy can't even catch a baseball. He can't catch a baseball. He can't hit. He, he can frame. He can somewhat frame, but that's only if he ca- can catch the ball. So I mean, he's serving no value. Yeah, there's a bug on me. Okay, sorry. Um, this bug needs to leave me alone. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you want to read what he says next? Yeah. Where are we at? Oh, oh, oh this is. <laughs> uh, after, gosh, this bug won't leave me alone. After he said the stuff about like the top, like. The, the players. Oh no, that's that's where I'm at. You can read that part. Starting oh, with Acuna, the one he sent. Yeah. Okay. So Acuna, top 15 player. Freeman, top 15 to 20 player. That's wrong. He's a top 10 player. Ozzy Albie's solid, but he not elite. Which I can agree with. He's 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 okay. not elite, but he's I'd say he's above average. Ozuna, solid bat, nothing more. Solid bat. What does that even mean? Does that mean like, solid bat? He's a solid bat. Like the guy, this yeah, solid bat, huh? And did you not see him last year? Did you not see him with the Marlins? I mean, sure enough, he had down years in 2018 and 2019 with the St. Louis Cardinals. I get it, but he still was a great hitter. I mean, even it. Sorry, I had a little hiccup there, but <laughs> I feel like I get that like every single time I record a podcast. I don't know what it is, and it always happens like when we're like an hour into the podcast. I mean, Ozuna is an elite bat. I yes. don't like. Yes. What else do you need to see? I'm sorry. This guy's weird. Okay. All right. Anyways, Keep going. Continuing. 
Riley has been very disappointing, which I mean, Agreed. every Braves fan, we can agree with that. Yes. Swanson, well, we love the guy. better last year, guy. but 60 game season. He's improved every single year and he's going to be even better this year. So Facts. you can say what you want about Dansby. I think non Braves fans, I, I think I, I will. If not, okay. If you're if not you don't watching watch the Braves, every, yeah. I, I can understand why you think that. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you're but not if, watching Dansby Swanson play every day, you won't see it. Okay. The stats don't do him justice. He is a, he is a great player. Very good talent. Okay. And if he can just mm-hmm. consistently work the ball to dang bug. <laughs> uh, okay. Um, if he can just consistently work the ball to the opposite field, we saw it last year. He, he, he like started off really hot and they kind of cooled yep. down when he started pulling everything or like at least trying to. But if he can do that consistently, top 10 shortstop in baseball. So, continue. Let me continue. Pache won't be a good hitter next year, next season, which, I mean, how can you even? It's too early to tell. You're predicting, like, oh, yeah, he's not going to have a good season. Like, the guy hasn't even played a game in the major. He's never played, like, he's played, like, what, 10 games games. in the two two games? In the regular season. He played in the playoffs a little bit more. Yeah, yeah. Guys played, like, a total of 10 games in a in a in the MLB and we're already saying this guy's not going to be a good hitter like how are we even making these predictions like mm-hmm. what anyways mm-hmm. Darno was good last year but is going to regress a lot how a do lot. you know how a do lot. you know this that guy's, this guy's literally just predicting like he's like oh yeah I know everything like the guy think <laughs> I, mean, I don't know and then you can read what I said and then I'll, I'll say his response because this is like literally the wor- the weakest response you could possibly have that I've okay. ever seen. You said, I never said they were the best. They're, t- they're top five, borderline top three. I agree. Riley has been bad. I'm not going to be entirely biased with you, but adding a guy like Jake Lamb could be beneficial moving forward. I'm not high on Pache offensively either. However, you got to consider that Albies may not be elite, but he's just tr- literally turned 24. He and Acuna are just going to be ke- keep getting better. That's something you can't really factor much into stats and talent until they actually play a, play the season. The Braves hype is built around young talent. That's what the rebuild was all about. And despite having terrible cheap owners, <laughs> the players, <laughs> TFA Liberty Media, <laughs> the players still go out and perform each and every day, each and every year. The, all things considered, the Mets and Braves are much closer than it, you may make it seem. Amen. Yes. Everything I just Amen. said, straight facts. And this guy's response was, sorry, I'm not reading that essay. The guy just didn't have a comeback because he, he knows he's wrong. I would DM this guy, but I don't. I don't have the the time or energy to argue with some. You can't buffoon. even argue when someone's this far fetched. Like, where does this? Like, he's literally saying like, these players aren't going to have good seasons next year. You don't know that until they actually play the games. And projections, they don't mean anything. You can look at the rosters all you want. You can make predictions all you want. But all things considered, I don't 
I really don't see how does someone not understand that the Braves have won three straight division titles. They have not overperformed. They have honestly, I think all things considered, they're hundred win team. You know, they have that potential. Or I feel like that that's that's their ceiling is a hundred wins, I think. Yeah. You know, I think worst, our floors I think our floor like around right 90, now around nine around eight, 80, yeah, 90. I say 80, 88 to ninety wins. Yeah. At the very worst. You know, that's that's like a twelve game, you know, that's like a twelve game difference about, you know. But this guy doesn't even see the Braves as a 91 team. Where, what are you talking about? I just said that's a shame or whatever. And uh, he said something about Braves pages just sending him, like, just, like, bashing him and not having claims or whatever. And then I responded to that by saying, I sent you multiple paragraphs that you refused to read. And you're saying, like, no one's made claims to you. This guy, I, I don't get what his deal is. I mean, he just—he's—he's he's lazy, is what he is. He's—he just doesn't care. He has his own opinion and doesn't want to hear anybody else's. So he's doing a Mets jersey giveaway. I mentioned that. Um, he claims to be a Yankees fan, which doesn't make any sense because why would you worship the Mets like you do and be a Yankees fan? I don't get it. I wonder if he's like trying to prove something that he's not biased towards the Mets and just making the Braves look bad just to make sure that people don't think he's biased toward the Mets. I don't get, I don't know. That's a, that's kind of a thought, you know, he says that Jeff McNeil is a dark horse NL MVP candidate. No, just straight up. No. He, Jeff McNeil is a good player. He's a top two. He's, he's number two shortstop, but I don't think he's going to Dark Horse NL Scion candidate, Joe Musgrove. <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? Joe Musgrove. Joe Musgrove. This guy oh, is even was, top, that guy was, This guy is even a top 50 pitcher in baseball. Bro, the guy was like had a four and a half ERA on the Pirates, and he's going to be like the five starter for the the Padres. If he's if even going to be, he might in get that beat out by Mackenzie Gore. Exactly. I mean, a, a dark horse, dude. The guy might be in the bullpen. He might not even be a starter. <laughs> I, I don't know. Award Whatever. predictions. AL Cy Young, Garrett Cole, NL Cy Young. He said he doesn't want to be. I don't really want to go out here and pick Degrom. Because he, he went, wanted to pick, be like different. So he picked Brandon Woodruff. <laughs> Don't know. I, I, what is huh? there to like? I mean, he, I mean <sighs> Brandon Woodruff. At, at runner ups, DeGrom, Carlos Carrasco, and Aaron Nola. You think Carrasco? Like, what about Bauer? What about Kershaw? What about Buell? What about Jack Flaherty? What about those guys? Did that not exist? I mean, okay. Um. Oh, gosh. This, oh, this bug is attacking me. I'm sorry. 
Oh, this, this is going to be a long rest of the episode for me. <laughs> um, Jeez. Oh, he thinks Aaron Judge, AL MVP, I can agree. NL MVP, Bryce Harper, no, it's not happening. It's it's. He said runner-ups, Bet, Soto, Tatis. Harper is not a top five player in baseball. Like, he is, I don't He's he's not even the top ten player in baseball. He's maybe top twenty, but who? Harper. Oh, yeah. He's. I'd say he's around twenty. NL MVP. Uh, that's that's a stretch. How are you going to put an NL MVP on the the last place team in baseball, or last place team in the NL East? They'll be the Marlins will be better than the Phillies. I'm saying that's that cool. now. Oh, I mean. The- I mean, it doesn't mean they're going to be much better. They're, I think yeah. the Phillies might. They're, I'd say their ceiling is 80 wins. Sorry. Wait, hang on. Let me pause this recording real quick. All right, so literally first attempt, I killed the thing. <laughs> it was bugging the heck out of me. Sorry. But uh, let me just find more bias toward the brace. So uh, I remember – talk about the offseason grades for each of the nl teams or each of the nl east teams mets an a minus i agree i agree with this one mets did have a phenomenal offseason that lindor carrasco trade i mean it's all it took never mind i didn't kill a thing that gummit i thought he did so yeah so yeah an a minus for the mets that i agree that's that's definitely I, i can see that a c plus for the phillies they literally brought back Real Muto. They brought back Didi Gregorius. They got Archie Bradley. That's it. They literally have the exact same team with Archie Bradley. Like, <laughs> it's not like Archie Bradley isn't going to make you even close to a division winner. It's not even going to be close. Um, JT is fantastic. Best catcher in baseball, in my opinion. Didi uh, Gregorius, not even, obviously, we just did talk about shortstops. Maybe a top 15 shortstop in baseball. Maybe. Nationals, a C plus. They got Schwarber, Josh Bell, and John Lester. They get a C plus. Okay, fine. But the fact that they get the Nationals and Phillies get a C plus, and the Braves bring in Morton and Ozuna back. They bring Ozuna back, an MVP candidate last year. They bring in Juice Bonley. That was an overpay. Uh, what else do we do yes, this offseason? So we, 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 uh, although the bullpen is a little worse, I will admit that they're a little bit worse. We got Arano. We got Carl Edwards Jr. And we got uh, Nate Jones. I feel like those guys could have a good impact on the team. And, and keep in mind, we still do have A.J. Mitchell. We still have Tyler Matzik. We still have Will Smith. I think Nate Jones and Carl Edwards will both make the team. I don't think Victor Arana will make the team. Yeah, he struggled today. Didn't he? he has struggled. I believe he gave up the grand well, slam today. He did. To Bobby Dalbeck. But Nate Jones, I will say, Nate Jones has really impressed me in his. Mm-hmm. I think he's, oh, yeah, he's three he's appearances. He's been awesome. I think he's had three perfect innings so far to start his. I would like to see him a little bit more. I mean, I hope he get get him in like a few more, and I think he'll. I think he'll make the roster. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be. I mean, this. I mean, yeah. he's a good pitcher. He's 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 proved it in the past, and mm-hmm. I think he's. I think I don't think but, our bullpen's yeah. gonna have any regression. Yeah. And then the Marlins get a C plus as well, and literally all he did was trade for Dylan Floro from the Dodgers. Dylan Floro, I 
who is that? I don't even. I don't know. Dylan Flores like a like, I know like a long. He was like a long reliever for them. But like, like I think he was in their AAA system. I don't even think he was. He even on the team this I don't year. Know. No, I think he was. I don't even know. I don't know. And they got Dylan Floro and Adam Duvall, and they get a higher grade than the Braves. How? <laughs> what is? What is this? This this count? The cringe is crazy. Let me just read some of the comments. Um, y'all are comical. Keep it up. That was from Braves today. Shout out Braves today. Um, wow, this is a terrible prediction, Lamau. But keep sleeping. We'll come out and win the East once again. Braves New Central. Good stuff. What a joke. Probably a 95 win team. But I mean, the fact that he said in the caption that I don't even see the Braves as a 90 win team and I don't see what the Braves type is around. I, I mean, clearly, you don't follow the Braves if you don't even see the hype. It's the young talent. Riley, his potential is great. Acuna, everyone knows Acuna. Uh, Albies, phenomenal player. Uh, young pitching staff, Soroka, Freed, Anderson. Holy crap, those guys are going to be great for years to come. Um, <laughs> you said holy Mets fan. <laughs> are you finding more ridiculous claims? This guy's made. I wish I wish I could have saved some of these stories. I probably should have just screenshot them. Not even 90 wins. It's just insane to me. He just hates the Braves, I swear. They got 28 likes. That's I mean some of the Braves ones. Okay. Now what <laughs> I will guy say said, this guy said you think... shouldn't okay. This guy's a Braves fan. You shouldn't you shouldn't even be qualified to run an MLB page. He shouldn't even be freaking qualified to have Instagram. No. And uh, but I think the, the thing that people look at with the Braves is they lost right now. They haven't brought back Shane Green. They lost Mark Melanson and Darren O'Day. Mark, I think, I think Mark, I mean, I wanted to bring Mark back. I think he would have been a big part of the bullpen. Losing Shane Mark. Green, Shane Green and Darren O'Day are easily replaceable pieces. I think Nate Jones will be just as good, if not better, than what Darren O'Day was. Darren O'Day only got in, and, you know, he wasn't, like, anything outstanding. He was good. I'll give him that. He was good, but nothing that kid couldn't be replaced. Mm. And then Shane Green, you know, Join, we'll see. I, I, us, I mean, but... even we could still bring Shane Green back. So, like, yeah. I, I I mean, it's still, like, I mean, we got th- just a little less than three weeks now until the season. So, I don't know. It... it, it... It's still crazy that he hasn't signed with anyone yet. Yeah, I know. I can't. I, I'm I'm shocked that he hasn't. Also, you want to know something even crazier? What? The Pittsburgh Pirates. Their offseason grade. B minus. <laughs> so, mean... so, 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 tra- or no. Did they I mean... trade Josh Bell? They traded Josh agent? Bell. Yes. So they trading traded Josh Bell Joe and Joe Musgrove. They, they traded Jameson They literally cleaned house. They're building they around. They're building around Cabrian Hayes, who's played t- like twenty games in the majors. <laughs> I mean, let's see what he said. He said, it, "The let's see. I'll just read it." The Pirates had an interesting offseason. They traded almost everyone with any value on their team, their major league roster for prospects. 
and they went with more quality over, or quantity over quality type package with the prospects they chose. It will absolutely the right move to trade Tyon and Musgrove as they weren't going to do anything for them in the next couple seasons as they continue to rebuild. There isn't too much else to say either, but solid job. What does that even mean? Solid job? You got a B minus? They traded their their entire they pitching their staff own, and they, they, they traded, traded their entire their pitching players staff. remaining. And they, for like basically no name prospects, like and they, you get a B minus, and like the Braves get Ozuna back, an MVP candidate. You're say, saying getting an MVP candidate back and Charlie Morton, a a great veteran pitcher. You're saying a great veteran pitcher and an MVP candidate is two grades worse than a bunch of no name prospects. And just to keep in mind, the um, no wait, hang on. Wait, let me but find literally, it. I think the worst thing. Uh, let me find it real quick. The, the Colorado Rockies got a C plus. Uh, better than the Braves. The C, a C plus. They traded away a top five third baseman and gave the team fifty million dollars for a bunch of, you know, whatever prospect. Austin Gomper was the, the no best. top five, like not even a top was, five prospect in the Cardinal system. Yeah, Gomper was the best, was the biggest part of that trade, and he's going to be like a maybe a, th- a four or five starter for the Rockies. I feel like they sh- straight up, they could have possibly. I, I, I don't, I'm not sure if the Cardinals would have agreed to this, but if like, str- like maybe trade away Arenado for Carlson straight up, or like for Dylan Carlson, or like Arenado and 50 million for Dylan Carlson, you know. Something like that. You like trade get, away your get best someone bat good. in your lineup, in my opinion. I mean, Story's a, you know, you could say what you want about Story, but they traded away. I, I just did. Really, yeah. this episode. And so now, now who, who in the world is going to be your, you know, I mean, what they, so they got Charlie Blackman, Trevor Story. Blackman's not and, even that good anymore. Yeah, he's, he's falling off. That's literally, that's the only two players they have that are good on offense. Don't, they got don't, sleep biggest... don't sleep on Tapia. Don't sleep on my boy Rymel Tapia. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. I guess they have Ryan McMahon, who's also pretty solid. Yeah, McMahon's not bad. Other than that, who's going to be there? Who's going to be the Rockies' third baseman? I don't know. I guess Colton so Welker. Colton Welker. I guess I don't know. Is he third base? Okay. I think so. I think he's the third baseman. I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw he had a bomb today. Did he? I, was, I, was, I think that was the first time I'd ever heard his name. <laughs> it was literally earlier today. Um, it's going to be so weird saying the Rockies without Arenado. Okay, let me just put this into perspective for how bad this Braves grade was. The Baltimore Orioles also had a C. And here's what he had to say about the Orioles. <laughs> Baltimore was all right. Because they didn't really do anything besides sign Freddie Galvis, which is a solid signing. <laughs> oh my God. Which is a solid signing. Potential trade deadline candidate. They're still in the midst of a rebuild and have zero expectation to really do anything this offseason. They did a solid job trading Alex Cobb for Jemai Jones. Overall, they have a C. Huh? Like, What? Well, they signed Freddie Galvis and traded away Alex Cobb, which, okay, give them the credit. They traded away that contract. That's literally the only thing they gained from that. Jemai Jones is going to be, you know, he, he might turn into something. I don't know. He's never, hmm. I mean, he was a decent prospect in the Angels system, but 
All right, so uh, that's that's all the bashing we have to do for this guy yeah. today. But yeah. also something that. something I do want to talk about this. Uh, I do want to talk about this before we end the episode. Um, Ben Verlander of ML, of, of Fox MLB on Fox or whatever. Have you, do you mm. see his power rankings? Yeah, or his offensive power rankings. Oh, were they just offensive? I think so. Or well, that that's the one I saw at least. Where was this? Um, um, it's it's like ten posts down in the middle. There it is. Okay. Pirates at thirty. Okay, so let, let me just go through it. Pirates at thirty. I think we can all agree, even though they almost no hit the Braves. But <laughs> this is offense. This is offense rankings. Twenty nine Giants. That is really low on the Giants. Giants. They, they're built around soul. Obviously. Why is Brandon Crawford still playing shortstop? I don't understand. Um, he's terrible. Brandon Crawford is just not a good player. Posey should not be playing catcher anymore. Belt is, you know, barely hanging on to his job. I'm, I think he's. I don't. I don't know. I mean, he had a good twenty twenty. I'll give him that. Solano and uh, what's that guy? What's that guy's name who kind of took off last year? I mean, not not. They have Yastrzemski too. Yastrzemski is really good. Mauricio Dubone, that's the one I was talking about. He, he, he was good last year. Offense, 29th, that's really low in my opinion. 28 Orioles. Okay, or I will say this. I, this is what I wanted to say. Orioles offense is actually like kind of – it's better than you think. Ryan Mountcastle, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's just a stud. I'm high on Ryan Mountcastle. Anthony Santander, or Santander, I don't know. I've heard it said both ways. He's really good. Say was one about Chris Davis. Just kidding. Let's not do, let's not go there. <laughs> uh, who's the other guy? Um, obviously I have Galvis. Um, there's someone else on that Orioles team that I'm missing. Another young guy. Wait, what did you say? Sorry. I... So Orioles have Mountcastle. They have Santander. There's someone else on that team that I'm missing. A young player. Trey Mancini, or is oh yeah, he Mancini. Not young Duh. Hello. <laughs> I guess he, actually, is he that's, is that's, he 20. I think he's 27 or 20. I think he's a, gonna. I think he's. That's a solid one, two, three. Like, don't sleep on the Orioles lineup. It's better than you think. Uh, listen, I, I think Mancini's probably gonna be traded at the deadline. I really want to see the Aww. Braves maybe make a push. I, I mean. Don't do that to the Orioles. They're, they're, I think. No, I mean, no, no, no disrespect. Like, no disrespect. I, you know, I, I. But he's getting up there in age, and I think his value is as high as it can be right now. So, uh, Ben Verlander. Th- let's just go jump to his top ten. Ten Angels. Angels top ten. I think that's fair. I think that's. I mean, fair. obviously, uh, let's not even just uh, like MV, Mr. MVP. Let's not even say his I name. I think having having the Red Rindo. Sox down at thirteen is kind of disrespectful, in my opinion. Red Sox at thirteen, or yeah. In what way? Like, what do you mean? Are Are you saying they're underrated? Yeah, I mean, say what you want. They traded away some guys. I I think they're going to be a. I, I don't know. They're not a top ten. Be, no. I mean, I think they're a better offense than the. I think they have a better offense than the Phillies, but that's just me. Okay, but they're still top ten. Nine, the Mets. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. 
Nine is the New York Mets, which the Mets, I think that's a bit low. Yeah, I think that's a bit low. I think there's, I think they're sitting somewhere at like the six or seven mark. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying like adding Landor to that lineup. I mean, just go around the infield. McCann, he's in over, he's overrated. He's a backup catcher in, in Chicago for a reason. I, I mean, great offensively, defensively, he's not good. Um, first base, uh, Pete Alonso. I don't know why, why I just blanked on his name there for a bit. <laughs> Pete Alonso, Jeff McNeil at second. I, be, I believe he's going to be sec, second for them. I, I, I still have hiccups. Sorry. <laughs> uh, obviously, Lindor at shortstop. JD Davis, the third. If they can maybe, I don't know, trade for a third baseman, that'll be really good. Uh, Nemo and Conforto, both studs. And who's their last outfielder? I'm missing a guy. Dom Smith, I guess, is going to play left for him. Is it Smith? I think Nemo's projected to play center, and then it's Smith I, I just said Nemo and Conforto. Conforto is yeah, really good. Um, yeah, is, is I, I think that's, he's another one of those guys that's part of that underrated list. Or that underrated is a very, list. very solid lineup. I'd, I'd rather have the Braves lineup, but that is a very <laughs> solid lineup. Astros at number eight. Having them that high. After the Astros they, or they maybe were a, I think they're bad like, last year. I think the Astros are probably like 31. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> like behind the Pirates. All right. On, on like, they're, if we're talking about like the most likable teams, they would be 30. But uh, Blue Jays at seven, that is high. That is really high. Yeah. I get I, it. They I, added Simeon, they added Springer, but. Guerrero, he's been a disappointment so far. He's gonna be, he's gonna be really good. Don't get me wrong. Calvin Biggio, he's he's gonna be really good as well. Bichette, he, he's probably the best of those three that they already had. Other than that, Lourdes Goriel, he's really good. Oh, Guriel, of course, Guriel is really good. But you know, borderline top ten. I wouldn't put him at seven yet. Yeah, I agree. Twins at six. That is. That's that high. high. That's high. That's. I mean, Josh listen, Donaldson, Nelson Cruz, Donaldson, Kepler, Cruz, Kepler, Buxton, Polanco, Buxton. I mean, listen, that's a Polanco, good team, yeah. but offensively, I mean, like, I can't put. Mm. I mean, that's a that's a big swing and miss team. Like, mm-hmm. Cruz, Donaldson, Sano, mm-hmm. Garver. Yeah. Buxton, I don't know how much he strikes out. Kepler, six. That's high. Polanco. Honestly, I feel like we yeah, could have just dedicated an entire episode to this. So this episode is probably going to be pretty darn long. But yeah. Um, five Padres. Ooh, Padres is five. I mean, they're definitely top five. Don't get me wrong, but they're definitely top five. I, I feel like they're borderline top. If three. If I were making the list, I think my top five would be. Obviously, Dodgers won. I would say... Mm, I would put the Padres say, at two. I would put the Padres at two. So, Dodgers, Padres, Braves, White Sox, Yankees, then Mets. Those would be my top six. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I, I think I think you like it's spot on for me as well. Yeah. Um, Maybe flip around... Um. Who do you say your four was? Pod, or four White was Sox. 
I think it's a little high on the White Sox too. I think the White Sox are a little overrated. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, they're definitely gonna win the division because the, the division is weak. I, but I think I, do, I, think, I think they think, got a real. I think their staff is got with adding Lance Lynn, and mm-hmm. I don't know how good of a year. I mean, say what you want, but year. like, I think the White Sox are gonna definitely win the division. I yeah. don't think that they're they're not really gonna be World Series contenders. I don't think. You know, I feel like that's where a lot of. I'm not saying like everyone has. White Sox if I'm being completely series, honest, but, like I don't think there is a true front runner for the AL. It's true. I, there, there really isn't because like the Yankees can never stay healthy. You know the White Sox are big hit or miss. I I mean I think they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. The question is how good. It's going to be. I don't think the Twins are the Twins aren't contenders. I don't think the Blue Jays mm-hmm. are contenders. The Astros. I I don't. I don't. They, they just somehow the make the playoffs every year. They made them last year with a 29-31 record. Expand playoffs. I think right now, uh, if I had – Suck. Okay, can we just – Say what like, you want, but I think okay. the Rays right now are the front runner to win the AL. Ooh, that's bold. I, that's bold. That's bold. I know they traded the Snell, but I think I think they're going to win the they're, – they're, they're doing something mm-hmm. down there in, in Tampa with their coaching, so I think – Yeah, Chris Archer, I feel like he could definitely go back to his old self. I think, yeah, Chris Archer could be back that, to himself. The way that they got, pitching. Yeah, and then obviously, now they got Luis Pitt. He knows he's throwing gas. And don't forget about Glass now. This guy, Glass now. Honestly, I, I, he's a dark horse Cy Young candidate for me. Yeah, I think he's. I think he has a very good shot winning Cy Young in the American League this year. But no, I mean they have a really. I mean they have that Fleming guy who's going to be a rookie. They got True. Patino. They got a Glass very now. young pitching. Ca- I I, mean, I, the, I believe, didn't they get another arm besides Archer? Like a veteran arm. Um, let me look. Let me they look might. at their their roster. I want to say they did. Uh, but again, I apologize for this episode being a little longer. But they like, got Rich Hill. Oh yes, that's the other guy. They got Rich Hill. He's like forty two years old. <laughs> he's like I don't know. He's like ancient, dude. He's like he's been around hundred years so old. Long. How many years has Rich Hill been in the league? I want to know. A lot. They have Rich. Yarbrough still too. I forgot about Yarbrough. Oh yeah, he he's just a, and they still have a uh, Nick Anderson in the bullpen. Oh, Rich Hill. I said he was literally, uh, he said he's like 42 years old. He literally turns 42 tomorrow. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, I didn't. Yeah, he's been in the league since 2006. Jeez. 2005, actually. Whatever. He, he came up as a 25 year old in 2005. Wow. Jeez. But, anyways. Uh, yeah, that's a Ben Verlanders. I feel like we could have de- dedicated an entire episode of that. However, we're not going to do that. And uh, okay, so I got to do a wallop segment. Can't forget that. That's a tradition we always have on this Talking Braves podcast. So uh, I got to find one first. So Luke, keep them entertained. Oh, for real. Yeah, of course. So, what you guys want to talk about the Braves? Um, talk about your week. What have you my been week. enjoying doing? I've been doing a, really? I've been doing a, I've been doing a project for my class all week, dude. That's literally all. What I've been class? Doing. I say what class? Um, sports, sports administration. Ah. My major, sports administration. Oops. 
but it's been a it's been a busy week. I've been I've been getting it after been a it, busy though. week. Same for me. I, I have had a midterm today and I got SAD on Monday. So not not really looking forward to that. I hate <laughs> uh, like the one thing about high school to college, college has so much more writing. And I'm yeah, I'm and not it a stinks. Writer. It's awful. It's, it's so it's, boring. It really stinks. I think I, I would say I mean, that's like the one thing, like majority of your time is taken up doing like essays, I feel like. True. Like it's not even like, like people say, oh, there's so much more homework, but there really isn't much a more workload. It's just the time you put into certain projects and certain essays and stuff. That is what takes up all your time. Yeah. So anyways, if there's any high schools out there, if y'all play any sports, because Luke and I were just like talking about this because our senior season was cut short because of covid because the whole world shut down yep just enjoy it while you have it because having that schedule of just right after school going up to the field or i guess in some cases for our listeners it might be like to the courts or whatever like the basketball or tennis courts or i don't know just just enjoy that because it's it's not gonna last forever i high school i we took it for granted so that's our message I would, I would do a lot. I would do a lot of things, right? A lot of things to go back to Just go back. I, but, into that. I mean, I think, I think tomorrow was the day that the MLB suspended their season last year. Yeah. One year anniversary. March, it was March 11th, I think. Yikes. So and it'll anyways, be, w- yep. We got a walloped. Let's do it from July 4th. 2018 same exact day as our last home run oh that's walloped so we get a uh double walloped on the same day from july 4th 2018 this one was actually came earlier in the game and this was at yankee stadium off of cc sabathia so wait what was the what was the um day july 4th 2018 Ronald Acuna, Jr. No, no. Didn't you do no. Nick Markakis? He was the last one. No. So it's different. So it's not Ronald, but it's not Nick. Yes, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Johan Camargo. Boom. You got it. Uh, I think it's a third try. That's impressive. Good job. I'm getting better. I'm gonna I'm gonna break through eventually. Get it first try. Yeah. So anyways, there's some some stuff going and uh, going on about the in my comments. Um, in the comments of this, um, post this at MLB instead of that Yankee BS. Um, Yankees always hit, hit barely over their ten foot right field porch. <laughs> I don't know. Was this? Let me just watch it real quick. Was this a short porch bomb? No, because no, it was like hit upper to, tank. It was hit to left field. This was an upper tank. Was it hit to, to left the back field? of the first? Okay, yeah. It was not a cheap home run. Okay. Oh, and it, it, Jordan Raker actually commented on it. Nothing cheap about that one. Three hundred eighty-nine feet, and someone said when the Yankees play in Little League Stadium, it was three hundred eighty-nine. I don't. And at this point, Camargo was third in the NL vo- All-Star voting for third base. He was third at this point. Huh? <laughs> oh, I know. He That's was crazy. 
on July 4th. This was like a week before the All-Star game. So, anyways, Yohan Camargo was almost an All-Star in 2018. That's hard to believe. Nowadays, he's not good. <laughs> anyways. I, he might not even make the I mean, roster. I don't think he will. That's bold. I think Jake Lamb definitely will. Pablo Sandoval will not. As much as a lot of Pablo will not. I, 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 I think Kipnis will, but I don't. I, mm-hmm. Also, I don't think he's he's impressed me. Mm-hmm. So. So, anyways, Yoan Camargo, July fourth, twenty eighteen, off of CC Sabathia. Let it roll. Swing and a drive. That's wallop deep to left field and a goner on the first pitch. 10-game hitting streak for Camargo. That's home run number nine. The Braves are run closer. It's now 5-2. to two. That would have been the Great most, unenthu- that was one of the most unenthusiastic wall segments I think we've ever had. Are we sure? Was was Chip Carey asleep? I mean, we were down 5-1 to one against CeCe Sabathia. I mean, eh, probably. He sounded like he sounded like he wanted to go home there. <laughs> I mean, he still said wallet though, so good on you, Chip. Anyways, before we wrap it up, uh, once again, thank you to Anchor for sponsoring us. Yep. There's anyone else who wants to sponsor us? Let us know. It's a Red Bull sponsorship. I would like that. Yeah. Um, I know my mom's not gonna be too happy with me, but I'm trying out my first ever monster. Uh, monster overrated, in my opinion. I mean, it's not bad. It has an interesting flavor. It's just loaded with sugar. Which I mean, what do you expect? But have fun sleeping tonight. That's what melatonin's for. I got plenty I of that. That's true. I spent five dollars at vending machine while I was looking for a spot because. All I had was a $5 bill, and they just gave me back quarters, and I don't want the quarters, so like I just decided to spend all, like 3 bucks of my quarters just on. <laughs> I got some gummy worms. Eventually, I'm going to need a Red Bull just to like, pull all-nighters. So. Yeah, you could. So, uh, we're not sponsored by Red In the next Bull. Few or, years. An- or Monster, but you know, maybe at some point. Red Bull, sponsor us. Monster, sponsor us. I don't know. I don't care. Just someone sponsor us. I mean, another thing is Anchor. Anchor is ph- phenomenal. They're helping out the podcast a lot, you know. They're, uh, without Anchor, this would be uh, this podcast wouldn't exist. So, yep. you know. Shout out Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. But, anyways, go check us out on social media. Everything is in the description. Check uh, social media. Uh, email seeky code. Use my oh hiccups. I don't know if this is a monster or what, <laughs> but use my promo code Braves News on SeatGeek for $20 off your purchase of $30 or more on tickets for basically every event you can possibly imagine. Um, concerts, sporting events, you name it, it's probably on there. Musicals, go see Hamilton. I don't know, I haven't said that in forever. <laughs> You could do it. I mean, I don't know if Hamilton's even going to happen anytime soon, but I mean, once the vaccine starts getting to everyone, 
Maybe you can go see Hamilton with my SeatGeek code. $20 off. Maybe. SeatGeek. So, anyways, Luke, any final words for, from you? No. I think... I don't have covered all the bases. Thing. Hmm? We covered all the bases today. Yeah, I think so. So, next on our countdown is the top 20 moments from 2010 to 2019. This comes from May 2nd, 2012. May 2nd, 2012. Um, what is it? May 2nd, 2012. What was that? It was early 2012 season. So it's Chipper's last year. I don't know. Well, I remember Chipper Jones had two walk-off home runs that year. This was the first. The first. This was the first walk-off of Chipper Jones's final season. Well, I mean, this was at, this was soon after the fact that he had announced that it was going to be his final season. Mm-hmm. And and if you remember this moment, how uh, we we really like this was, if you like offense, this was the game for you. Uh, this was <laughs> it was thir- it was tied at thirteen, in the eleventh inning. <laughs> and when Chipper Jones hit this, why do you look so confused, Luke? I don't know what this moment is. I literally just told you. You said it was tied at thirteen with in in. It was what... the first Chipper Jones walk off home run of twenty twelve. That was that was that was the moment. This is the moment. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair enough. Roll the clip then. No, I gotta give a little background. All right. I mean, fair, we were, it was thirteen thirteen, but how do we get there? The pitching matchup. Oh, this pitching matchup is a little sad. Oh, Tommy Hansen versus Roy Halladay. Both guys gone too soon. Man, I remember watching this game, and both of the starters were are no longer with us. That's sad. Horrible, man. Rest in peace, Tommy Hansen. Rest in peace, Roy Halladay. Roy Halladay hated facing you, but you're a phenomenal pitcher. So, yep. Um, both of the guys struggled. Halladay gave up eight runs in five five and a third innings. Hanson gave up four runs in three and two thirds innings. Both bullpens clearly didn't have great days as the game quickly turned into a showdown full of offense. And one of the wildest games in recent memory, the Braves scored five runs in the eighth to take a 13-12 lead over the Phillies. Craig Kimbrell blew a save in the ninth. The game entered extra innings in a 13-13 tie after they scoreless top 10th and top of the 11th. Dan Ugla singled to lead off the bottom of the 11th, and that brought up Chipper Jones, who three months earlier announced that the 2012 season would be his last. And he launched his eighth career walk-off homer, to give the Braves a thrilling 15 to 13 victory in 11 innings. So this is also one of my favorite calls that Chip Carey's ever had. I think top three, both of the Chipper Jones walk-off home runs from 2012 and Jason Hayward's first home run. And Chipper and the Jason Hayward moment was in the last episode. 
So. Yep, it was. Look at some of the comments. Uh, I'm a Phyllis fan, and I will never forget this moment. Goat. Also, my cousin, uh, shout out my cousin, left this game early because we were down four runs in the eighth, but we scored five in the eighth, so shame on you. Don't leave the Bra- don't leave a Braves game early. All this story. Come back, uh, kids. That's what they're about. Rip Tommy Hansen. Both starting pitchers in that game no longer with us. I didn't even realize that until someone commented that I miss Chipper so much. Also, don't forget the goat Tyler Pastor Nikki with three hits and three runs <laughs> in this game. Tyler Pastor Nikki, what a guy! What a guy! He was taking daddy hacks the entire at bat. <laughs> um, Christian Martinez, former Braves pitcher, tagged Eric O'Flaherty for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> don't, I don't know what that was about. Um, I was at that game and my family made us leave. Never forget Chipper calling out fans who left in the post game interview. <laughs> it was my cousin was the only one who loved that game early. Um, what a game it was! Uh, this, this should have been. This should be one. This was not the last walk off homer. So. Seems like yesterday. Yeah, it does seem like yesterday, honestly. Anyways, until next time. Wait, also, uh, next couple episodes, we're going to try to get through these top 10 lists by opening day. We got a couple weeks to do that, but it'll be all three outfield spots. We're not going to do a designated hitter episode until the NL starts having a universal DH because carrying on top 10 DHs with only 15 teams having it. That's just stupid. So we're not going to do it. So. Yep. Yeah. And then hopefully we're also going to do a 2021 season predictions episode as well sometime soon. So um, and until next time on Talk of Braves, my name is David Waters. And I'm Luke Harden. Thank you all for listening. And we will catch you all in episode 17. Top 10 left fielders. See y'all. Peace, guys. Yes. Swing drive.